Hello, everyone, and I hope you're having a good week. I'm Dr. Francois Melanger, Vice President Quality and Chief Medical Officer and guest host for this week's blog. Today, we're shining and spotlighting on eSIM, one of our most innovative programs. eSIM stands for Educate, Simulate, Innovate, Motivate. Our simulation facilities recreate clinical events where participants can practice their skills in an interactive and real-world experience with the opportunity to learn from mistakes without causing any harm. Last year, the program supported more than 2,100 simulation sessions involving 18,500 learners. And through their mobile outreach program, 154 of these sessions took place in rural and remote areas and were able to reach out to 1,500 rural healthcare practitioners. The rural simulations training bridges the gap between theory and practice, equipped in healthcare practitioner with vital skills for quality care delivery specific to rural needs. Joining me today to tell you more about the program is Tara Fuseli, eSIM Education Program Lead, and Anna Maria Mundell, Rural Simulation Consultant. Welcome to the blog, and thank you for joining us today. Tara, I'll start with you. How do we ensure that the simulation experience feel realistic for participants? Thank you. Um, well, there are many ways to make simulation feel real, creating that realistic environment, the equipment, the surroundings that the team is familiar with, or building a scenario case or story of the patient to be realistic to what the learners and the team see day to day. Even the way the patient condition changes and responds when a learner completes an intervention or a task. And when learners have that conceptual and emotional buy-in, meaning that they interact as if the mannequin or the actor is a real patient, we know we have reached the top and that that experience is more realistic and more impactful. It's important to create a balance of heightened awareness. So that's that bit of anxiety that's common in high stakes situation, while also keeping in mind the opportunity to learn so they can apply their learnings back to clinical practice. And that's really what simulation is all about. Thank you, Tara. I'll now turn to Anna Maria. How does rural simulation differ from what is done in urban settings? Well, often our sims have a smaller number of learners to reflect the realistic amount of people that would be caring for a rural patient. For very engaged sites, we have extra observers who then participate in the debrief. eSIM collaborates with physicians and simulation champions, and we use several modalities to meet the needs of the sites through local engagement meeting teams where they're at, whether this means driving out to a site, bringing equipment for the day, and even using virtual platforms to stream in content experts. We make it work so that rural teams get the practice and information that they want and need. As in the city, simulations are interprofessional, but we do engage community members such as RCMP, EMS as well. For example, in a rural emergency department that has limited resources, it's not uncommon for EMS to assist in the emergency department um, so that uh, we include them in the practice and it helps make the simulation more realistic. Plus, it helps providers understand their roles and the resources that they can tap into. Tara, what are some of the challenges you need to the rural healthcare environment that simulation can help address? 
Well, there certainly are challenges. Um, geographically, the rural setting in healthcare is often remote and widespread. There may be limited equipment, limited number of providers, or access to some areas. So education itself can look quite different. So to address these challenges, ESIM uses a hub and spoke model to essentially support the entire province and provide simulation opportunities in even those remote areas. And in this way, ESIM consultants each cover a catchment area of several rural sites. Training for the rural teams is really important to be able to learn within their own setting using their own equipment and work through some of these challenges using simulation. So consultants will travel to the sites or can even work virtually with teams to provide training. And we also use a train the trainer approach in ESIM. A large portion of the ESIM faculty development program is provided virtually in order to reach educators provincially and remotely to train them to support their teams through simulation based education. I'll turn it to uh, Anna Maria. We know that simulation is crucial in, you know, emphasizing teamwork and that teamwork is critical in terms of providing quality care. So how does that work and how does simulation sort of support that, that teamwork environment and clinical service delivery? Well, our entire organization is an enormous team. And so all of us practice those skills every day in collaborating, planning, implementing, debriefing, and improving clinical teams' way of being, really. Teamwork is foundational to simulation-based education and interprofessional simulations. For facilitators, we often we offer an education curriculum called Sim Skills, where one of the course is all about teamwork. Rural teams are close-knit. They know each other well and often have that extra vested interest in providing a service to their community. In Rural Sim, the debriefs are so positive with teams striving to keep up with best standards of practice and improve care for their marginalized populations together. So Tara, what kind of innovative technologies are we integrated in, integrating into uh, rural simulation? So one element we've integrated is virtual or more specifically telesimulation. So we're a local team champion um, and team are live. They're set up for a simulation session and the simulation consultant can facilitate from a distance through virtual support and even progress the scenario and share a virtual patient monitor on the screen. And this translates then to the debrief as well. So an example with our indigenous themed simulations, facilitators support from different geographic locations. And we've brought in our partner facilitators um, virtually or Anna Marie and myself. And with the other facilitators on site, all of us are able to participate either positioned in person with participants or on a virtual screen within a sharing circle together. And we also have clinical experts in urban areas who are consulted for a sick patient during a rural scenario. They're then able to join and participate in a simulation virtually. So a great example of this is an outreach program, SANS, which is a Southern Alberta neonatal transport service, where the consulting expert is called into a simulation session to provide support or coordinate care, and then is also part of the debrief that follows with that team. Anna Maria, last question goes to you. Where do you see the field of rural simulation heading over the next few years? And where can people find out more information about simulation in general? I am very excited about the future of rural simulation in Alberta. One of ESIM's priorities is to support physician facilitators to continue to increase the quality and number of simulations provided to regional, rural, and remote areas. 
Using many modalities, rural health care providers will receive the support and knowledge that they need to remain in their communities, learn, and provide ongoing excellence and equitable care. I do want to let people know that they can access our website through Insight by searching eSIM, and we do have um, our local consultants that um, in every area that you can call as well. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today, Anna Maria and Tara. Great to have you as part of the blog to share your experience and the great work that you're doing all over the province with the eSIM program. And thank you everyone for watching today for everything and for everything that you do for Albertans. You make a huge positive difference every day in the healthcare of all Albertans and take care.